0: Hey, what's up, Geekscape? It's welcome to our brand new Geekscape. And we've been doing this for a very long time. So this is your first Geekscape. Strap yourselves in because we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, uh, TV, anything genre-related. We're going to be really getting deep. So we do a lot of inside baseball here uh, on Geekscape. And I have a lot of people who've listened to Geekscape for the first time, and they're like, Wow, you guys really get deep into that stuff. That's right. We're not cursory geeks. This is our livelihood. This is our life. This is what we grew up doing. And so if you're not ready to get drenched in geekdom that sounds Ooh, so unappealing there's a lot of things uh that said then so far, yeah that, that, that does not feel. sound appealing uh mm-hmm. then you know what just strap yourselves in you're gonna get a bunch of geek stuff over the next 50 minutes and enjoy because this is geekscape and for, if this is not your first geekscape you know what to expect and it's gonna be coming at you i'm jonathan london i've been hosting this show uh for a very long time mainly out of necessity because if i don't tell you guys all these things that are going on in my mind and talk about all these cool things uh, then I'll go crazy. Like, who else am I going to tell? Um, and, of course, uh, you can find our articles on Geekscape.net. You can find us on iTunes. Wherever you guys are listening to Geekscape, throw us the five stars, throw us the reviews. Hit that copy link, uh, in, you know, the share link, and go ahead and tell your friends about this show. And, of course, on SoundCloud, definitely share it. Or here on T-Radio V. Um, I'm joined today by my co-host, uh, Will Sterling. Kenny, Kenny Craig is sitting out this one, and uh, I've got two guests. And I got to tell you, every week uh, we have a guest on Geekscape, and this week we have really good ones. Uh, Corey Landis and uh, tell me if I'm pronouncing this. Roger Lay Jr. Uh, they are the co-directors of this documentary called The Toy Master. Yeah. The Toy Master is plural.
2: Yes, multiple.
0: I went to see the documentary at the Egyptian Saturday night.
2: We went to see. And it.
0: Will came with. Me, I was there. Uh, and I loved it. I this is a great. documentary about really great. He-Man. Yeah. Partially the history of He-Man, partially the uh, the um, origin of He-Man, right? And in, in where He-Man went, and, and maybe the cultural significance of He-Man, what He-Man meant to not only right. the history of toys, television, uh, and uh, really our own childhoods, but also uh, the sort of controversy over the origin of He-Man and the authorship of He-Man because when you think of something and the documentary frames it in this way when you think about uh, Spider-Man and comics you know you think about people like Jack Kirby and um and, of course, uh, Stan you know, Lee, Stan Lee, the guy Lee. you can't think of. Well, 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 of course, well um, in, in my head, Bill Finger was uh, coming to my mind because, oh, because DC just gave Bill Finger oh, credit yeah, that's right. for Batman. That's like, right. just this week, that was a big news item that Bill Finger was getting credit for Batman. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking of because I was like, make a note to talk about Bill Finger. And in doing so, I didn't talk about Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you, when you think about these great creators, uh, you know who who what they created. But when it right. comes to some like He-Man, a lot of this documentary is based around that question. Who was the author of He-Man and uh, how is this not known? And and, and let's get to the bottom of it, which uh, which Corey and Roger do. And I was telling somebody about the documentary today and it was, and and I think the thing that I thought was so awesome about it, it was it answered questions I didn't know I had been asking (laughs) for my entire life. Exactly. Like there are those cynics out there who are like, documentary on He-Man? Is it about the movie? Or like, what's it about? Like, why was there really a documentary on He-Man? And it's like, well, you, you don't know how much you want this movie exactly. until you're seeing this movie, and then once you're seeing this movie, you were just like, I've always wanted answers to this. <laughs> I think because it's and I didn't even know to ask it. Right. What? Yeah,
2: I think I said because it's all encompassing is nice because I went in expecting like, yeah, primarily a focus on the toys, but then it hits. Pretty much everything. Everything. I mean, besides uh, the Q and A, you guys said that obviously some things
0: had to get cut out. But. Right. And uh, and I mean we're here with Corey and Roger, and I think they can probably tell you guys more about the yeah. movie than I can. So enough babbling from me, uh, guys. What was the impetus of making this movie, and how would you describe uh, the Toy Masters to the audience? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what was yeah.
3: Why did we make? Why did we spend four
1: years doing it? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> don't yeah, know. It's At not this, easy. It's like four years. Or? At this point, it's a good question. Um, I mean, kind of what you were saying is that um, uh, nobody had talked about it. Uh, there were all these uh, pop culture documentaries about these all, all these other properties, and nobody uh, thus far had done anything about Masters of the Universe. And we kind of figured, well, if somebody else isn't going to do it, um, we should do it because it's it's going to get done eventually, and we thought that we would be um, sort of better positioned to handle it because we're coming at it from a fan perspective, or, or at least we grew up with it and loved it, you know. Right. So uh, but most
3: fans didn't know about Roger and Mark and Paul Cleveland right. and all these people fighting for credit because even you didn't know that. Right. And
0: you were a, you know you were a fan like me. Yeah, since I didn't know you were about the kid. controversy. The most I knew about uh, He Man. Uh, the creation of he was in reading um, uh, console wars the book o- oh, yeah, on, yeah. on Sega because it talks about uh he was the president of Mattel before he was yeah, yeah. Mattel the, Electronics, b- yeah. b- before he was the the head of, uh, of of Sega before he was given Sega of America yes. uh, what's his I name, can't his name. I, I shook his hand at comic-con like uh. two like like two years ago and he helped recreate sonic for the American audience because uh. the Japanese sonic it was, was like fucking scary basically <laughs> <laughs> like the japanese design for sonic was one of the scariest fucking things ever right it had like a hooker on his arm and like fangs and stuff <laughs> <A> hooker, <like laughs> and, a prostitute. and uh and i'm really sorry that the, the that i'm i'm blanking on his name but uh but i met him at, at the comic-con booth I shook his damn hand he leaned
2: and, over in the middle of the movie and he was like that's yeah. the guy that invented
0: yeah i leaned sonic. over and because I was like, you guys mentioned him in the documentary because he was the pre- he was one of the presidents of batel at the time and uh <sighs> and, and i said joe? that's the guy who created no. sonic it wasn't joe it was mike uh uh, we, we won't stop on this, right, but, right. but, come, um, we'll but so there was no history for this, but a lot of people did not know about the controversy of the authorship of He-Man, and you were fascinated by this. Yeah. Well, I found it very interesting. That yeah,
1: he, he gave me the book that Roger Sweet uh, wrote, and I thought it was really interesting. And um, like I said, we just sort of talked about it, and, and Roger had... Um, good deal of experience uh, this roger um, right? Uh, not roger not roger sweet <laughs> not right. roger sweet, uh, roger lay had had a bunch of experience uh, doing documentary type stuff he already had the equipment we right. were, we were already trying to do a project together and we were writing scripts at the time and um, we just said, well, this is going to be a lot easier to sort of get started than trying. Well, a bit. even and we'll we tell the audience
0: get... who Roger Sweet is because he'd written this book. What was the name of the book? Mastering editor? the Universe. Mastering the Universe, in which the rise and fall of a billion-dollar. In, in which he kind of tries to put a flag in the ground mm-hmm. and say, "I'm the guy who created He-Man." Right.
1: Right, and that was in response to Mark's the, interviews. The, Mark Taylor's interviews. This other felt right. in our documentary. And Mark
0: Taylor was an artist. Yeah. Roger was more of a businessman. But Pre- preliminary, also preliminary, preliminary designer. designer. Pre- preliminary designer. Yeah. So he would made the sculptures that, mm. that he presented as the idea, like, hey guys, well, we can do as it. As just this. As part of this effort, things.
3: he did that. But I think his right. job at Mattel was a little more than that. I right. mean, he was, these these were the guys that would come up with the idea. The, what is the hook for the toy? They threw you know? it at the wall yes. and to see if it would stick. Right. And right. then guys like Mark Taylor in visual design would come out.
1: in to flesh it out. And figure out the styling and right. the look of
3: everything. Mark Taylor
1: was an artist, and um, uh, Roger Sweet was more of a uh, designer, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you right. know, inventor type.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even those designs were based on market research. What is hot right now? What, mm-hmm. are, the, what are the trends that kids are looking that at? Certainly
1: factored What's quite going
0: out of fashion? What's going into fashion? But then you take that information and say, okay, well, if kids want barbarian fantasy as a toy, let me go design it. And then Mark also creates the artwork. So These two guys. And again, like a, an entire uh, buildings worth of of, of designers right. made these toy, but these but they kind of take the forefront in your documentary as the two guys who claim owner uh, claim authorship for He-Man. Uh, how come nobody else really comes to the forefront and goes for it? I mean, were they just more accepting of the team role or like well, the reality of what was going on? Uh,
1: uh, Paul Cleveland, uh, at a certain point, does also try to say that he did quite a bit of stuff. Uh, we and created the character. Yeah, right. we, we we gave him be. we gave him a certain amount of time in the movie to do that, but we ultimately didn't focus on him as a third party because his most of the people involved. Uh, were like man, Paul Cleveland didn't really have that much. He's a number here, cruncher. Yeah, uh, so a, he felt felt like a business. I guy. liked his origin story of Battle Cat. Was that a real thing? Um, that that story ha- is told by several different people. Mm-hmm. I, I oh. think I think I was. I think at, they
2: took credit for it too.
1: Well, yeah, I think I was at Mark Taylor's um panel, uh, and I think he told that almost the exact same story verbatim wow. that Paul That's Cleveland. Funny. Whereas was. other, other stories, like, as if
0: it was his decision. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: But there's other things like Castle Grayskull where you know he. Yeah. Paul Cleveland will say he came up with it and he was at the factory telling them how to spray paint it, you know. And Mark Taylor will say, no, 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 that's not how it happened. I built a foam core, you know, model. I designed it. And Roger Sweet will say, no, I right. drew it. I, I did
0: it, you know. And Mark Taylor will say, my secretary was helping me put the
3: tiles on this thing. You know? <laughs> but I mean, it,
0: it's pretty much. I mean, what, what I thought was great in the documentary was even though things were still in uh, debate, there were there were things that were inarguable, like the fact that there was an old. Toy from the 70s called Big Jim that yeah. was falling out of popularity. And that, that Mattel, kind of Mattel, who was. <laughs> I, know, I, know well, I never knew anything about The 70s were it. a different time. Yeah. Right. Like Major what Matt kind of a Mason. Yeah. Are you? You'd never heard of him. Uh, but, but, but Big Jim is falling out of popularity. And Mattel is facing the reality of, in a few years, possibly facing bankruptcy if they don't turn the ship around, having right. passed on the Star Wars toy franchise yeah. because they knew they were going to be able to make Star Wars toys in time for the movie release Right. so they lost it to Kenner who just put out a coupon and said hey we'll get your toys when you get your toys and they sold a ton of coupons and Mattel's kicking themselves facing the reality of bankruptcy and they need to do something in this He-Man thing so Uh with the financial realities they had to repurpose a lot of their big gym factory molds to make the He-Man toys in Battle Cat was the best. That story yeah. that is in the documentary about Battle Cat being a tiger from the yeah, Big Jim
2: did it. That story is great. It is.
0: Is awesome because <laughs> it was a tiger in the Big Jim playset where there's taller toys next to the He-Man figures. It looks like a giant, mo- like tiger, right. and then just put a saddle it. on it. <laughs> right. Put a saddle yeah, on it, it's and battle then cat. You, the Big Jim's tiger becomes Battle Cat, and we all love Battle Cat. <laughs> and yeah. It was it, the stories in the documentary, regardless of who. Like, or the debate around who's responsible for them. The stories were incredible. In this documentary, guys, If you, even if you're not a He-Man fan, if you're yeah. just a fan of nostalgia and, and in right. your, your childhood, and you, nostalgia. again, it answers questions I did not know I wanted <laughs> to ask. Right. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and my friend Cooper Barnes, who was sitting on the other side yeah. of me, and, and my brother, Paul, who was sitting next to me, they were losing their shit. Huh. But, I mean, because... Because things in your childhood fall out of the forefront of your thoughts. Right. And, 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 and it doesn't until you get that ping and nostalgia. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You know, it's like. Right. You know, the entirety of Robot a Chicken's of jokes and is like, hey, remember this toy? Right. Like, doesn't it feel like when you watch Robot Chicken, it's like, hey, remember this toy? And it's like, oh, yeah, I like this cartoon now. Right. Because they've got that toy that just reminded me of the best parts of my life. Right. The, the, the documentary would hit you with that relentlessly. Yeah. And then give you background for how those things became a reality. Right. Right. And uh, I gotta ask you guys, like, this movie's gotta come out because the geekscape are gonna love this thing.
1: Uh, well, yeah, we hope so, uh, and we
0: hope it's gonna be out soon. We're just kind of working. Well, to... We're playing in Austin in two weeks. Yeah, but uh, not as part of the Fantastic Fest, which starts now. You guys are no, playing Mondo-Con. Mondo Con. Mondo Oh, yeah. that's perfect for you yeah. guys.
1: Nice.
0: Okay. Okay. So you guys are gonna get the whole Alamo Draft House treatment done in Austin.
1: Yeah, I mean we're. It's my uh,
0: hometown. I, I oh love, really? I love all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. No, Austin's
1: great. Um, it should be it should be a good crowd for it. So
3: it's the ideal demographic. They're although, gonna love it. Although we believe that, as you were saying, anybody can actually sit down for 90 minutes and right. feel this is compelling enough. Will Will <laughs> his wife?
2: wife? Yeah. Has zero interest or stake in him. you MMS still married, he married to her after Shira? Saturday? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and good. she knows how obsessed I am. Both with the. Property and also with the movie. As a kid, I just grew up with that dolphin. I yeah. mean, I would watch it every day. And to this day, I still watch it at least five or six times a she year. She
0: was so. And,
2: she, and she's like, oh, I don't know about this. And
0: she was like, I really liked it. And oh, it great. Yeah. She had a really good time. And, she, and yeah. she was so into this movie that she grabbed my leg, and I was like, hey, I'm not real. <laughs> yeah. and, she like, oh, and she goes, I know. And I was like, well, whoa, <laughs> whoa, hey, my favorite hey.
2: thing that she said, and I don't know if you guys, and I couldn't wait to talk about this. Have you guys seen The Jinx? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She kept comparing That's she the kept documentary yeah, to it, me yeah. and going. Absolutely. Roger Sweet is like the guy from The Jinx. Oh, wow. she well, i saying that Oh, she's like, "Oh my god, he's such a creep. He's such a creep."
1: I was and just it, talking about that very same yeah. comparison. Yeah. And I was like
0: he it. is. I kept really? waiting for that yeah. audio file to, well,
1: I don't want to spoil the Jinx, well, but well, you know. What I'm about. Sweet,
0: I didn't, well, this guy Roger Sweet. I didn't want to vilify him like even though he's but he's that's the interesting even thing. though he's vehemently discrediting the rest of the team and it's becoming as you watch the more and more of the movie, you start thinking, "Well, guys, this is obviously a team effort. Mm-hmm, right. This all came yeah. out of Corporate research in in the corporate structure of uh you know making sure that this thing was a hit and and then going into the cartoon series which had a ton of surprises I was like wait they only made sixty episodes of something that I thought ran my entire childhood right and how how is that possible and there's just so many uh, different illuminating things that when you look back on your in romanticize your childhood having facts provided to give context to these stories that you remember right. was one of the best gifts of this documentary but uh but with the Roger Sweet thing I even now, I'm really, uh, I, I really am kind of. I don't want to vilify the guy because yeah. <laughs> there's still a human being there, and right. he needs, he wants some kind of vindication. Right. And it's argued that it may be financial. And I don't want to give too much away from the documentary, but uh, but it was tough to see him struggle like that. And wind up at the well. Shoot, when when I don't when want to felt when it felt like I mean, everyone well. <laughs> started turning against him. Yeah. I well, was like, what, like, holy my shit! My conversation
2: with my wife on the drive home because she's like, "He's so creepy, he's so creepy." And I said, "I still feel like, at the end of the day, there's still kernels of truth probably to what he's saying, Absolutely. and there's, Absolutely. there's no winners
0: and no losers. Yeah. Right. Everybody's story yeah. is to a degree." Well, the losers, fucked up. Canon Films is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. All right, Canon Film. No, I mean, in in there is a chapter about the Master of the Universe so movie, and you guys know I'm a Incredible fan of the Master of the Universe movie. It's been quoted on the show for nine years. Because? We went out and, I mean, my brother and I went out and shot a fan film to this stuff. Like, if there, if there, our project here, The Prophecy, which is a Geekscape project, if, that doesn't exist without the Master of the Universe movie. Right. right. You know, and we're such fans of that stuff. Um, That seeing the stories again, because I'd heard some stories that are in the documentary, but just hearing them again and and having them documented properly, which is what this movie does so well. I was like, yes, now there's a one-stop shop where I can (laughs) share these stories. And I'm not going to be looked at as a lone ranter being like, you got to listen to me on the set. (laughs) Don't plug it. It's like, yeah, whatever, Jonathan, you're psychotic. It's like, no, see, other people cared about this shit, too, and they made a documentary about it. Yeah. If there's anything to be said about Geekscape, it is where right. you can listen to a podcast and be like, see, other people care about this shit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, not one just a weirdo. I, one thing I think
2: you guys thought well, – that I thought was interesting in the Q&A, you said you kind of just let the story unfold as it did. You didn't really like go into making this movie like, we're going to make a documentary about who created He-Man specifically. You know right. what I mean? It was like the, uh, the, as the pieces built up, you found direction. So like what did you really feel like you started out – to do, and and what point well, did we you get to where you were at? We didn't even
3: know like, oh. if we were going to have a documentary. We just, wanted I mean? to, we just wanted to meet these people and talk right. to
1: them. We Yeah, we just figured, you know, these guys are getting... Some of them are getting a little long in the tooth, and um, we figured... We have the time and the means to go out and talk to everybody that was a part of every single mm. entity of Masters of the Universe. Right. So we, we we just wanted to we wanted to talk to art directors when we wanted to talk to product
0: guys, and marketing guys. Tom Kaczynski guys. is the name that I was thinking of. Tom ah. Kaczynski. Tom Kaczynski. Tom, okay. Tom yeah. is the guy who went to Sega and created helped create Sonic.
1: Yeah, we just we just wanted to get everybody down. We just wanted to have a, a I mean, we, we kept at the end of the day uh, when we were packing up, we were like, at the very least, we have this little experience and this little document of all of these guys talking about what they did. Who knows right. what's going to come from it? But at the very least, history uh, is uh, recorded. But we know? had
3: an interesting journey where we'd do an interview and we'd leave the interview and we'd be driving... Uh, and then we'd go, well, that's it. You know, that's what, that's the answer we were looking for. Right. That's a great piece of information. Oh, good. You know? We found the truth. Yeah, That yes. is yeah. Right. That's then, how that was created. And then cut to a few weeks later and we're yeah. doing another interview and we go, oh, my God, we were way off. You right. know, this is the guy. This is really how it happened. And then you'd go through that. And I think if you see the movie, uh, we hope that you kind of go through that journey of the understanding and learning all these things and making up your mind the way we did rather than fashioning this thing in a way where we're dictating this is what happened this is the final word on the subject and here you go guys right right Right. um we thought the journey was the interesting thing
1: yeah and when we when we put it together we we tried very hard to um keep the even though who knows what the truth is what we tried to do was to keep on screen what our emotional experience and our emotional our reality was, was. Yeah. was. Right. everything that you see when you see it if if we did our job which i i think we did from what we're uh, gathering from talking to to everybody is that those moments because there are there are these moments where i want people to feel a, a certain way like in that way is what we felt in that moment
0: mm-hmm. That revelation that, you were yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah I, uh, I
1: want i want people to you know go to this movie and Feel what we felt in those moments talking to these people, and I think that's sort of what we did. We we weren't trying to point anybody in any particular direction. We just wanted that uh, we wanted to f- the audience to feel the way we did about Roger Sweet and right. about the way that we did about Mark Taylor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and to also within that have those ups and downs and changes.
0: Right. So but question but it, things. But it wasn't know? just yeah. how we felt about the characters, the like. And I mean, I don't think I'm putting too much importance on it. This is Geekscape, but <laughs> the the tragedy of the He-Man franchise and that character, because yeah. by the late '80s, that was a character that was no longer popular, and I was it was. Say, if
2: you think about how. I and mean, and, and I mean, I like uh, mean, Jake,
0: yeah, Jake, Jake, was telling. It was overnight that that yeah. character disappeared, and Jake was telling me uh, before the show we were talking, and he said, "I remember going into a Toys R Us, or and they had one dollar bins for Team Man right. figures yeah. because they right. just got flooded." And, and now they, we got it, the answer. To now and that and how you got the, the answer, hundreds to, or thousands and, and, of dollars. And, and I don't want to, I want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil the documentary because I want each and every one of you guys listening to to watch this thing. But the tragedy for why that became a reality goes to just the core Isn't of the of like vanity and people and selfishness corporate and short, green, short-sightedness in the 80s and yeah. and with it with that short-sightedness went so many of our dreams and loves but also right. at the same time we're getting older and maybe we're outgrowing he-man or at least replacing them with ninja turtles and mm-hmm. and G.I. Joes and Transformers and things that kind of took that flag and ran with it and uh Mark Taylor went on
2: to do with ninja turtles I was like oh yeah, yeah and like yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but and like Ted but Ted Mayor but, the, the but like the
0: arch the, the, the kind of sto- like character art arcs of that of that franchise of that character um, are all there. I mean, I had forgotten about that '90s show where, most where people He-Man comes back. The, Good video. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? With the new, new adventure. Yeah. The new yeah. adventure He-Man. Sword. Oh, God. I mean, that was a piece of junk. Yeah, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And it looked awful. And and I I had forgotten that, that even existed until I saw <laughs> it in the documentary, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't just a character that dist- that like fell from our like. Right. Or perception. This is a character that then came back and was raked through really the or yeah. the mud, and then I remember I was in grad school at the time. But when they brought back in the in the early 2000s the new He-Man with the, or the oh, classic God, so series good. that was yeah. so amazing, I, I was like, how didn't that stick? Those figures were dope too. I was yes. like, oh, I, I I grabbed them, I collected them, and I, I was on a film school budget, and yeah. I was still yeah. like, try. I was like, well, I eat more ramen, but I'm buying this shit. <laughs> 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 I was making great decisions, and uh, and I remember buying them. And then all of a sudden, those are gone too. Yeah. And, yeah. and then replaced by like the collector vinyl well, market, which we're kind of in reboot, now. Funny enough. And I'm like, what's happening? I, You guys did a great job of chronicling the the, the, the rise and tragic falls of this entire character that has, again. has become and it, and it's synonymous with our
3: childhood. It's interesting how history repeats itself. Right, exactly. Because the demise back in the 80s. You know, it was kind of similar what happened. You were talking about the 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of similar. You know? yeah. oh, yeah. it, was all, it was all because of corporate greed in a right. way. You right, right. Um, it really was which alarming. Is, it's, it's tragic, you know, when yeah. you think about it. And yeah. it was the most shocking realization to us. To us, the most shocking stuff wasn't whether Mark did this or Roger did that. It was realizing... That's why it ended. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I'm supposed it to. It didn't have to be like this. this that, is why that's it, why no. it ended. Yeah. Well, I think that's
2: a good thing because like, I'm a huge Turtles fan too, and I think that's why that franchise has continued to keep growing over the years. Is because one of my favorite parts about the documentary is, and like you talk about the movie, but you also talk about the animated series and how those guys were like, we didn't give a fuck about <laughs> the toys, you know what I mean? Like we wanted to tell stories. Yeah. We want, and so they, but so. Yeah, the animators did such an incredible job in defining the language of the character. Right, and because Mattel didn't give a shit about them and they kind of didn't care what Mattel... Then because of that miscommunication that's kind of what drove right. it down
0: whereas with like but I it's also what gave the, the turtles... cartoon the freedom to be exactly phenomenal but
2: they're like we should probably find a way to make these things
0: all come together yeah. if we want to keep it a little synergy with something that maybe didn't exist powerhouse. in He-Man yeah. but that existed later in the Turtles Right. right. And maybe at that's least where until they the learned. mid-90s I mean the mid-90s when the Turtles cooled off you got remember the Eric Larson when the Turtles went to Image and there Eric Larson did it and garnetello had like a robotic arm and shit yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I remember the low point for the Turtles too the Turtles didn't always have live action. One, the
2: next mutation. Oof. Oh, oh the, the TV one, the yeah. Saturday morning live action. So yeah.
0: Bad. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about the turtles. Right, right, right. So, the turtles haven't had their day in court, but <laughs> different. That's, that's um, your guys'
2: next documentary, right? Oh, so okay. someone <laughs> did that already, by the way. There is a turtles oh, documentary is, that
0: there. came out last year that's when the movie right. uh, came out. So. I gotta see that. I haven't seen it. Yet. I gotta see that. Well, let's say, I mean, having watched that new live action movie, I wouldn't say the turtles are totally in the in the clear either, brother. <laughs> I kind of like the new one. Well, you know what? I, 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 you know what? Uh, when I walked out of there, I said, "Well, it did some stuff, right." All the turtles And are then good. it did some stuff not so bueno, but you know what? It, I think that's that's, that's not that's our own yeah. perception.
1: Right. Um
0: here's here's a little factoid that I don't even know I mean, I, I nobody is working at the company anymore that, that had talked to me about it, but Machinima, after they saw the Hero of the Prophet Hero of the Prophecy is this live action thing for Roger and Corey. It's this live action thing that my brother, who is a WWE wrestler and I filmed where he gets summoned to an alien planet and has to fight monsters because they see wrestling and they think it's real. It's like three amigos. Galaxy Quest. I was going to say Galaxy. Uh, but it was our love letter to He-Man and uh, Beastmaster and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so Machinima saw it and they asked me if I wanted to write a He-Man miniseries for Mattel and them. They were going to do an animated – on Machinima they were going to do a, a series of animated shorts for He-Man in the same way that they later did it for Justice League. Right. Remember those Justice League shorts that they yeah. did on Machinima? Yeah. And I fucking lost my mind. I mean I wrote a Bible. I wrote – like I was like, okay, like this is this – is, 10, this is 10 15 ish years removed from the new generation stuff in the early 2000s that phenomenal you know one season of television mm-hmm. on Cartoon Network I was like oh let me do that but let me do it bite size and even you know maybe and it in like I remember the sponsor was going to be uh, Dr. Pepper 10 oh oh. And then what happened? It, 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 I mean, it, it, that gives you the exact yeah, year that yeah. these conversations That's were going on. A moment in time. Right. These gave you these. The, that maybe gave you the four months that this conversation. <laughs> 2008. Gave it. And, between And the I just remember the, And I and I remember Mattel wanted another very high-profile like writer for it. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. Right. And the and I was like the guy who's like, well, if you don't get him, there's me. <laughs> and I write comics, and I've written some stuff. And and uh, and I remember when when it was like Dr. Pepper sh- Shudders, Dr. Pepper Ten, and I just yeah. remember getting an email being like we're looking for another sponsor for he-man and we'll keep you you know in the loop and right. then didn't go flatline yeah. nobody nobody anywhere is there anymore right. so i feel like i could tell that story but i was like holy shit
1: mm-hmm.
0: if i can go from miami vice to writing he-man Damn i'm man. fucking stoked mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: that's it, one thing it was
0: not in the car to escape <laughs> us. i did not you did you have yet you know what you have yet to see my he-man Maybe one Someday. day. The sequel or the oh, reboot. It's like I have a wish list. I have a wish list I gave my wife. And I said, listen, you're married to a filmmaker. There are franchises uh-huh. that I will literally put – I will I will bet the entire fucking thing on yeah. that, to be a part of. Will you cast Tom Selleck as Man at Arms? <laughs> <laughs> he can
1: no, no, no. No, because,
0: no, 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 no. Because when I first moved out here, I worked on a TV movie and, and, and I have reservations about Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Um, Plus, he'd steal
1: all your water. But I have ideas. But but, but, my my wife knows. My wife knows
0: this is this is where we may lose a house. We may lose a house because I will pursue a Gremlins franchise. Uh. A Gremlins requel. Uh, We may lose a house on. I'll be the guy who steps right up to do a Fantastic Four. I don't give a fuck. i will mm-hmm. do it. I, I want to do it. What are you a masochist? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a masochist, but but I but I but nobody's expecting anything from that franchise, so it's almost a sure good. It's almost uh, it's, <laughs> it's almost point. like a very. It's, a it's almost like you know, you do it adequate and you're a yeah. hero. Uh, you right. do it adequate, you win an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're not too attached to the house. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then um and then He-Man. Okay. In turtles, turtles, of course, but turtles seems to be on the table at the moment. But he man, I mean, he man is like, it's like, come on, mm-hmm.
2: it's the ultimate. When you guys d- uh, took the avenue of the animation, was that again just? What do you mean? It, well, you like we started interviewing, them, yeah, when, yeah, yeah when we started finding out. Was about that still? Was that just like, well, let's just talk to these guys, and then you were like, oh, they didn't. They didn't get along with Mattel at all. Yeah, what like, led you to that? No, we wanted to get everybody. We wanted to get everybody.
3: Right. The idea was to get anyone who had anything to do with the franchise at any point. You but know we right? also
1: didn't know that what that particular deal was. Right. We didn't know how they felt about each other. And we also didn't know that um, Filmation had the the right that they could come up with whatever scripts right. that they wanted. Right. You know? So, yeah, we didn't know any any of that. But, yeah, we, we knew that we had to incorporate Filmation into the thing. Who was and, the... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I was, was going like to say the I, I love well, well, Lou Shimer. Lou Shimer, yeah, God, God, he was, he was such a riot. Isn't but he great? He's
0: so funny. The cartoons almost came out of the necessity of these kids had all these toys, but didn't know yeah, how to play with well, them. Yeah, yeah. Players saying,
3: than, "What do we do with these
2: toys?" And yeah. the yeah. mini who's comics guy, by the way made guy. no sense. The
0: mini comics
3: did not make any sense. Right. And some of those things were contradicted in the DC comics. These are the comics.
0: These are the comics that got packaged with the toy. Right. Right. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you had like three different versions
3: of. The basics of the sto- of the storyline, you know, right. and kids were like, "What the hell?" Well, yeah. Am I plus, to if you look at this? the, I
1: remember as a kid, I was one of those confused kids because if you, there's a. In there's, general, he was just confused. I was, uh, but, <laughs> but we all you, were. If Still if, is. If you see the packaging, there's a shot that we have of the packaging in 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 our movie, and you see a bunch of battle cats. Like, everybody's yes. riding a battle cat. <laughs> yes. And I was, and as a kid, I was like, which is it? Is there a more? battle cat? Or is there an army <laughs> there, of battle cats? Yeah. It was totally confusing. Kind of you don't know how you don't potent and battle many? cat
0: sperm is, though. Apparently. Like, guess, like yeah. Cringer. Battle cat yeah. really yeah. yeah. sperm
3: is very but. Yeah. So,
0: you know, that's... He just makes a, it's a big litter.
3: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he makes a big litter, that, that battle cat
2: sperm. Well, I love the fact that the Frank Frazetta art mm-hmm. is a huge – because if you look – because, like, I love all, a lot of the Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff too and looking at that artwork and then, like, as a kid seeing He-Man. And then I didn't see Frank Frazetta's artwork until much, much later. Right. And then I was like, do. wait a minute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this guy
3: stole it from Heman
2: man yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, right, right. Why didn't
3: you guys interview uh, Frank Frazetta about we, how he created He-Man? He didn't
2: yeah, he did not get his uh, – we Well, actually
0: Frank Frazetta's uh, no longer with yeah, us <laughs> uh, Yeah. But well, he, he, was that was, he was We didn't one have a Ouija board. of the
3: guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, we never thought of that, actually. Well, he, I mean, he passed away while yeah, we were making it Yeah, he passed this. away while you were making Yeah, he passed it away like. Yeah, he I think passed away he, recently. I, in oh, fact, I, I think he, I didn't think it was that recent. He, he passed away in the last three years. He started, He passed away the last three years. died just so he didn't
0: have to be interviewed. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> yeah, he I heard about this thing. Frank Frazetta was everybody's first look at boobs. Everybody on GeekScape, their first look at boobs was Frank Frazetta. You're looking for die-cast, like, little figures in, like, an RPG, like, modeling store or something, and you turn your corner and you're like, boobs and Conan, oh, like, things. What's so funny though is
2: like knowing like I said coming to that artwork later and then looking at Battle Cat or Cringer and then looking and I'm like oh that's a Banth. Yeah right. You know what I mean yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's that like thing in the John Carter universe and mm. it was like so fascinating that.
1: It was totally in the air at the time. Right. That whole deal. That
2: 80s. But that was like an 80s thing though. Yeah. Oh, know, it was like, 80, movies yeah. like heavy metal
1: and like this oh, yeah. desert it
2: was. high fantasy thing.
1: And that's why uh, another Fire re- and
2: Ice. Conan. Another yeah, reason right.
1: why when they, when they revamped it it was no longer in vogue anymore. That's why they like right. the, the Camelos, and laser yeah, that's lasers and all right. that stuff. It was totally out of oh, vogue. Oh, for the new adventures of human? Yeah. 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 So, and by the
3: way, that was driven by mar- market research. In the early 90s, they had market right. research sessions with all these kids where they were asking them, do you rather have a sword right. or a laser gun? You right. know, those yeah. kinds of
1: passe by that point. But at that time... he man time...
3: on a skateboard. Oh, it's radical, guys.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Totally tubular. Yeah. Oh. He's got a mullet and bleached right. hair. and yeah, he's wearing Every, Everything they
3: did was based on market research. Even Mark Taylor and Paul Cleveland tell stories about the early market research. You right. know? Even Mark right. was on the other side of the glass thing,
1: you know, <laughs> for mm-hmm. some of those. Yeah, what's the... By the way, he told that story again. Isn't there... Isn't that... Wasn't there something about that story that is either, that we heard that was either, something was funky with that? The Do, New Adventures of email. Yeah, because I, I think we ended up removing it. We had something. He told us that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah we and had And then it. somebody said something about that story, yeah, right? It was the documentary. What's the story? All right, so um, uh, to, to catch everybody, um, I went to the um, Q&A with Mark Taylor one of the subjects Saturday uh, yeah uh, at this He-Man Day one of the subjects of our documentary and he tells this really great story about how he wasn't supposed to be on the other side of the glass while mm-hmm. they were uh, 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 testing the product and there was this little boy who basically was so into it that he tried to steal the stuff and he knew that once he saw that that this thing was going to be a huge on the original yeah. He-Man yeah the yeah. original He-Man
0: so what was the deal <laughs> on the new adventure of He-Man <laughs> did like, we hear that like that throwing was throwing that shit against the well, wall no 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 he, he did, were there he toys did for say new adventures that... of He-Man yes, yes. and they really were garbage crap Oh, they look
3: like shit. oh, you're um, right. You're right. Yeah. The sword actually sold better than That's the actual right. figures. That's right. right. it was a laser Walmart, sword. Yeah. Like that Walmart commercial. and Target was only they were only carrying the you know the role play. Items. I
2: remember that. It's like the Hulk hands from, from yeah. Ang Lee's
0: Hulk. Yeah. Run like the Hulk hands. Yeah. The
3: was like, stuff. Hulk hands. Right. And then you punch uh, your aunt. <laughs> so you could really you couldn't even find the figures if you walked into Walmart. Right. So. But uh, wow. going back to your story, yes, Mark did say that to us on camera, right. and I think Paul Cleveland, yeah, Paul Cleveland said, "No way in hell." You know, we wouldn't even allow uh, designers That's into, thought, uh, right. you know, into product companies. I knew there was something you know? about because I yeah. heard that
0: story again. I was like,
3: I, yeah, what's, yeah,
0: what was? I mean, because you guys, you guys did cut a lot from the documentary out yeah. of necessity. Uh, we filmed hundred hours of footage. Yeah, so and, tell and, and I don't want to spoil things like the great moments of the documentary because again, I want the geekscapeers to watch it. But what was, what was some of the stuff that you cut? That maybe hurt the most, but is also like a great revelation that you were like, damn, it's gone. That's but. good. That was my question. That wasn't my really yeah. much. Well, well we were
3: cutting stuff out that felt you know, if it felt like it was too long of a detour, you know. Yeah. Right. We had to remove it. You know, Sheer out was She was kind of bad That was my question And
1: the uh, The power tour There were two Power tour The the live
3: action uh, Stage show That was going around The US Radio City Music Hall What year was that? 87 Same year as the Live action film Gary and Forbes Candlish From Landmark And Tony Christopher The same guys Responsible for the film you know, put together this In traveling. In 1987, show. those are wow. traveling yes. He yeah. it's like show. out of their
1: shells. How do you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And that was a really great segment because uh, there's the, the, the folks who played uh, He Man and Shira are these really, really sweet, great people, and they were husband and wife. And they oh, wow. still are married. Wow. Did you and get know, them on they, the camera? And, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. talked yeah. to them, and they oh, had these. guys. Is this all DVD special features? DVD yeah, yeah, yeah. special we'll features, features. please. 10 discs. These guys
3: yeah. met on the Conan Live Adventure Show at Universal Studios. They played Conan and Red Sonja, I guess. Oh, wow. They got married while they were working on that show. Okay which Gary oh,
1: Gary Goddard also produced so okay. when he was
3: doing He-Man as a live action show he said well these are the guys
1: right. so He-Man and She-Ra were uh, husband and wife yeah. and uh, they're still married they're still together and very happy yeah, have two just, kids that's so awesome it, it was, that's it was, amazing it was really a bummer to lose that because they were, they were really nice and
0: what folks. about the She-Ra because uh, uh, like, there's really no coverage of the She-Ra cartoon at all in the, in the documentary it, no. just,
3: it had to go it felt like it was a completely different film
0: what were some of the good revelations that came out of there that you were like oh that the, Barbara He-Man. Hamley." Barbara story.
3: Hamley very well known uh, science fiction uh, fantasy novelist uh, she'd come up with a, a character called Shira mm-hmm. in another uh, universe of novels How, and know? what year was that you think uh, i can't remember but it was 70s, in the late 80s. 70s right,
0: right at the point when yeah. uh, right at the point it could be a lawsuit.
3: mattel <laughs> knew exactly mattel yeah. knew that we were going to come out with this line of figures and when and was shira? shira when did
0: shira launch like 84 85 um, uh, was it right there? Yeah.
1: yeah i think secret of the sword was probably 84. Four, wasn't I think it? so that was, and that was her her the first time we saw right, her yeah, yeah. so
3: uh but so you know Bar- my Bar- Barbara my had come songs. up with the name She-Ra for one of her <laughs> characters so Mattel had to go to her they couldn't tell her why they wanted the, name, the right. name. They had to buy the name from her.
1: They
0: bought the name Shira, and she it, wasn't a house. it wasn't even spelled. It wasn't even spelled. She bought same. a house. Yeah, It Wasn't even spelled the same,
1: yeah. and she said that the whole exchange was very cloak and dagger, yeah. like something out of very you mysterious. Know, deep throat, you know a, you know, know, a guy would show right. up
3: with an envelope. You know, with we want to buy the name and they would Shira. Pass it across yeah. the
1: table, and and it was and she. She said that basically they weren't concerned about her suing Mattel. They were concerned about somebody buying the name from her and then suing Mattel. Oh, hmm. So they just She gave figured her, that out. Yeah, she yeah. figured that out. Smart lady. But she, she got a buttload of money f- yeah. for just, just having a name. The name. Just yeah. having I a name. used to
0: call my brother Gwildor before the movie came out. <laughs> I was like, what can I do there? <laughs> oh, damn it. Did you what put can it can in a, a book? <laughs> sons of bitches. Because if so, you may <laughs> have a new Maybe house. Maybe in the fourth grade, I was like, that damn Gwildor. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: The cosmic key. That's what sort of caught. But cosmic too. Oh, well, we not talk about that. <laughs> um, and in and, and so the Shira thing, like. That, was that the best story out of Shira? Like, like what? No, there's was, more uh, stuff with sure, Joe th- Did, Was, was She-Ra a positive or a negative? Did it dilute the franchise, or like in your view? No, I what mean, was the story it, on that? I think it was sort of a uh,
1: mostly a zero sum game, except for the fact that the, the angle that we took in the movie was it was very inspirational for females, right? And right. you know, a lot of these girls felt empowered by the character, and that's what uh, what people took away from that particular thing. But right. but most of the guys uh, that we interview were just like, I don't want to fucking work on Shira. I mean, you know, I'm a man. A man. Yeah. for
3: years and i never heard anything about a damn sister for, yeah yeah right. so
1: everybody was just kind of like i guess we have to do this okay and then once they uh, did they were you know a lot of the guys that worked on it were very proud by it they, they got all these larry detilio
3: and Dettil- joe strasinski infused a great deal of elements there that were not even part of the equation for mattel they just wanted yeah. a female action figure so right. that they could kind of so they, cross
1: over to that so other they could, market They tried yeah. to make the most of it uh had a great story um did the beam I, of light? I didn't
3: even yeah. know
0: that he you didn't know yeah, the no, for them no he story yeah. edited the show That's so yeah. amazing he
3: came up with And the... so
0: did Paul Dini. Really? Yeah, or yeah Paul, Paul Dini was involved. Yeah. He was Paul Dini was one all. of the writers on wow. the show.
1: But Straczynski being, you know, Straczynski, very cantankerous, um, <laughs> he wanted to uh, come up with something that they could not market. Or at, create a yeah create at,
3: any kind of a product yeah because right.
1: everything that they that, that was the thing like um Filmation came up with Orco and then all of a sudden Mattel got to go off and, and do an Orco deal right. you know and, ma- and make an action figure because that was not original to the original line it came right. from Filmation so Straczynski was just like well I want to I want to
0: Orco was originated in Filmation. the cartoon it, yeah. in the cartoon yeah and then Mattel's like Gorpo. money yep. originally yeah.
1: called Gorpo yeah Gorpo. oh wow so Straczynski it was just like what can I what can I put in this show that they will have no way of turning into a Action can
3: figure. you guess what he put in there? That you, they that, little never, no that little butterfly guy. No idea. A little
1: butterfly thing. No, you can it was, make it it a toy. It was no. a, the beam, of, the beam light. of light. The beam of light. The beam of light. It's like they can't make a toy about this. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. And they made a flashlight turn on. The <laughs> right. Right. On it. Yeah. So he was don't just, worry,
0: kids. Was we'll funny. find a way to yeah. sell to we'll you. We'll get yeah. your money somehow. Don't yeah. worry,
2: kids. Your parents will hate us yeah. soon enough. Well, that's one thing that I kept thinking though when I was watching. I was like, I understand the fact that these companies exist to make money. So there's a degree to that. Sure. doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? But you have, yeah. I kept thinking like – I mean I guess that's how they started. They're like, well, how can we make money? Sure. But it's like – then it gets to that point where you're like, but you could have made so much more money right. if you didn't fuck it up. Right. Yeah. And if you that, weren't if you
0: weren't so concerned about game. making money, right. Right you now, would have made more money. Yeah, you would have made yeah. more money. Yeah. You have have bo- so money. wanted to make bonuses this year? Well, you may not make money at all this sure. year because you'll be unemployed. Dude, the bonuses thing was yeah. so funny. I mean, Real tragedy. Get, again, there's so much but, I don't want to get um, the movie. But. Yeah, it is alarming how they don't look at the long game of these right. characters, which is as you know now 30 years removed from this and our I mean this has been a part of our lives since we've been alive it's like right. man that nobody thought about the long game except us and right. we're looking back being like well I mean do you think if, if he-man had had a healthier history that we would have looked at it in such reverence yeah, I think. Oh, it, yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, mean, it's still alive. You know, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like
2: it's gone completely.
1: But did, I mean, but does that make sense? Not as present. But does you that, mean because it disappeared, or because it disappeared? Like, like,
0: like Star Wars. Like, remember when the when the when the uh, when the uh, like Thon novels first showed yeah. up in like '91? Right. You know, you had everyone was like, oh. You were like, holy shit! I hadn't seen anything since the Ewok mm-hmm. movies, and right. then all of a sudden, these books showed up, and and then the Dark Horse comics, and you're right. like. Oh my God! They're making Star Wars again. They're making Star. They're making Star Wars again, and, right. yeah. and it was like it was like it was yours. It was personal to you uh, yeah. because you were the one that had, still had the, the torch lit, right? You know, and for He-Man, you were the one that still had the torch lit. Do you think does that make sense, guys? No, I know what you're saying, but I think like, I think the
3: imp- we've already been impacted by it, you know, yeah. by that point. So it didn't really, at least for me personally, right. even if we'd gotten three, four more years out of it, I'd still feel the same way.
0: But would it have worn out society? Does that make sense? Okay, like like, like like do these things wear out so like wear out no. their welcome and, so I, don't the mean, and I don't mean and but I don't mean a manufactured wearing out of welcome where it's like oh we're gonna overship product and flood it I mean like a like this has been too long but that's trends, cycle. Trends it will change happen and, it and will you're come gonna back. Go, yeah well it
1: it it had a, it had several chances to to have that period of going away and coming back and right. they just kept fucking it up you're right,
0: right. You're right about that. That was a question the I new was Avengers. thinking during the movie. The new
2: what year did the Transformers come out? And was there any I think conflict? 84. Did they talk about any conflict? I think 84 85 no, was Transformers. Never came up. Never came no, up. Because no. I kept thinking, I was like, I know
0: those toys sold really well, so mm-hmm. I wondered if there was a moment. But, okay. No. So no. Yeah. All
2: right. Answers that question. I don't
1: know. But, but
0: He-Man <laughs> opened the door to all that stuff. What I, thought yeah, was, totally. what I found fascinating in the documentary was that there was a a perfect moment in time where Reagan took office and lifted yeah. those restrictions that you could not advertise kid, products to kids in de, in, in kids in programming. Shows, so yeah. you couldn't be like, hey, po, you know, Post cereal could not have its own cartoon right. to sell to kids. Post cereal, a bunch of sugar. Right. And that without Reagan, you couldn't have had a cartoon that right. sold a toy. Right. And then after He-Man, you had. Everything you yeah, had, right. you had. I mean, it still goes on to this day where you can't sell a toy really without a cartoon. And the thing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and knowing that, that story is that, uh, you know, Eastman and Laird gave their manager or their representative a month to do something with the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like when they created the the, the little ashcan comic yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they gave the representative a month. They said, if you can do this something with this in a month, we're good to go. If you can't then we keep you know then we keep it and it dies right, right. and in a month he went to the cartoon company and he yeah. went to the toy company and they said we're not going to do anything without the other yeah and so it almost created that it did. The
1: that relationship
0: that, that, well it created that climate that Toys needed a cartoon to survive, exactly. and vice Absolutely. versa. Right. And which that wouldn't have happened without that, He-Man. Yeah, right. So basically, it just created our entire childhood right. of, of being right. completely sold to. We have to thank well, did. And then, Reagan for our childhood. Yeah, yeah. I was, was to say that's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. another reason for why we all and all these thank homeless you, people tear <laughs> down eternity. Yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean, it, Thundercats, Silverhawks, Visionaries, all of it, Rock Lords. Yeah.
0: Rock fucking you know, rock lords. None of
1: that would have happened without Masters of the Universe.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what. Tiger, I, sharks. Tiger
1: sharks, sharks. is shit!
2: What about that? Street Sharks? No, you. That was oh, way wow. later. I like, yeah. You know what I That like, was way later. Oh, like, like Mask. I like yeah.
1: Brave Star. Brave Star. That, that was Red right after yeah. Masters. That was Brave what Star. they were
3: hoping would kick, you know, kickstart action Brave figures.
1: Brave Star. How many? Did not also?
3: I think that was it. That was Lou. That was Lou. Lou scheimer Oh, how many did Mattel have? Any other
2: of those shows and toy lines or was it just masters of the universe it was just masters of the masters universe and, then and that stuff. was everybody yeah. else coming in okay isn't
0: that crazy it i mean crazy. guys this is your childhood and the origin of your childhood is right here in this documentary <laughs> the toy yeah. masters yeah. well one of the it's things incredible. i kept thinking
2: about when i was watching the movie was like when i was a kid i don't know if it's still there because maybe the rights changed, but at the end of it's a wonderful no what's it uh, it's a small world it's, it's a, a small world, world yeah. you go through the boat right at the very end before you come back outside it's a big mattel sign at yeah. The very end of the ride. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. they were the sponsor. They though? were the sponsor. Yeah. I
0: don't oh, know if wow. they made
1: all the things. Wow. That's it makes the creepy ride but even it, creepier. Yeah, yeah. That
2: <laughs> burned into my mind as to what. And you Mattel do realize does. that
0: the kids, the, the the ride is just made up of puppets that were turned, that were transformed kids, right? Yes. So yeah. yeah. They Kids They were, were children who were stolen. They're like, hey. We don't have an Inuit kid. Kidnap Yeah. Him. yeah. <laughs> Kidnap him and make them the Inuit. Slightly
2: mummified. But I remember asking my parents, I was like, "What's Mattel or whatever?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a toy company." And yeah. I was like, "Cover oh. your and they were eyes." Like, you know, uh-huh. I mean, they told me some of the stuff I had. You I already,
1: like, you already yeah. loved them. And they
2: were like, "They make
0: that," and I was like, "Let's oh, go on the right again."
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Like, let's ride this so right again. So they're, they're my new
1: god. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. um
0: Guys, I gotta tell you though, as a filmmaker, I get concerned about this movie because there's so many clearances you guys have to do. I'm freaking out oh. here. I want people to see it. And I know it says fair use at the end, but like, I'm fucking for freaking out because I want people to see this movie. And you guys pointed a camera at every damn licensed thing in the world. What's going on, guys?
1: Uh, that's a very good question. I want this movie out. to that's come what, out. That's what we we're working. How out. much do
0: you need? We're gonna kickstart this. We We
3: have to do the accounting first and see how much we need. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I, personally I don't want to have to. It is a well-made movie and it deserves an audience. Yeah. What do you mean you don't want a Kickstarter? I don't.
1: I don't like doing
0: that. You don't like doing it, but you know what? Like, you have a great movie, so you you can easily make a trailer for this movie that's going to raise like it's going to get coverage. Like, if you guys put the trailer out with a Kickstarter, like it's going to get covered in websites and stuff like that because. This is what we live I mean, for. We live for, to be kids again. Superman uh, lives. Yeah, yeah, and all that. So we, like was, you guys, uh... they had three kickstarters or something. Like you guys yeah. can do this. But, but I mean, it may be an. I mean, there's re-editing of the movie. There's this and that. But like. We're we're what do you we're, tr- do? we're trying to figure it out. We're, we like Roger said. We
1: we first need to just kind of see how much this is going to be and how difficult it's going to be. We still think that we can not have to touch anything in the movie and still take care of it. We just have to do a little work on it. I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, fair
0: use is great to, for the U.S., but it but it doesn't really yeah. We when you go overseas and it's like you what is your fair use? Fuck you.
1: You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah. like so, I want this movie so, to have as big an audience as possible.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, that was just that was a a, a temporary
0: sort of little of
1: stopgap. Sure. Uh, little line that we put up there, but yeah, we know we have to deal with that, and we're 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 trying, and um, we just have to see how much it's going to be. And on the
0: third day, look to the east, call on us. That's all I'm saying, man.
1: No, like, I know. Guys, I mean, I, I love thing this is, movie. We got to fucking know, do this. I like, You know, I, I'm here I saying so I don't excited. want to do a we'll Kickstarter. We'll let you know. Maybe
3: we'll do a marathon from your uh, studio Let's here. Let's do oh. it. Let's do oh, it. Oh, like, uh, like a radio Jerry marathon. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, hey guys. Marathon. we yeah,
0: got people on the phones right now. If i haven't slept takes. for jake, 48 no? jake, hours jake <laughs> Jake's shaking his head
2: <laughs> yeah, Jake uh, you do when uh, you're hosting that uh, episode.
0: yeah okay guys so i'm literally uh gonna i'm not doing geekscape at t radio view for the next four month because i'll be in canada on set but um i'm gonna try and do some episodes with derek up in canada in vancouver uh jake has threatened to do an episode of, of geekscape next week or the week after called Bullyscape, where he just comes and talks Bullyscape, trash on everything we love talking, and i don't know what that theory lockers. is that you're coming up with i have an entirely different idea okay. that's gonna be
3: awesome and you're i'm so gonna i'm, you're gonna just, warn- so I'm bad. just
0: warning the is that they're subscribing to the itunes or soundcloud they're gonna yeah. look up and there may an be an alien geekscape on it's the just feed it's like that is jake talking weirdness it's yeah. when
1: the dukes of hazard had vance and coy
0: on yeah it's just like <laughs> oh he- no you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> the Donny loves chachi to yeah. my happy days. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm so stoked, man. I have I have great ideas for the show. It's gonna be awesome. Gonna okay, be awesome. if you guys just, have I'm ideas, just not for, that your
2: headband perfectly yeah. matches your t-shirt,
0: if you guys yeah, have ideas well, for fashion. Jake on on this, uh, I don't know, uh, special episode of Geekscape, uh, go ahead and like email them to us, special. or like put them in the SoundCloud comments, or put them on our Facebook group on Facebook, Jake or, talking
2: about wrestling. or
0: tweet them at us at uh, to our Geekscape account. or on YouTube. We're on every. We can you can find us. Let us know. What you guys want from Jake, or the, or your biggest horror story, yeah, what you scenarios. Don't, what you don't want and, and Jake Jake will Jake will try and listen or at least read the concerns, but I can't I, I'm not responsible for this. if it if it is if it is a disaster, I will not put it on the feed. If it is amazing, it's going on the feed. and I, and I, and it may be the same thing. I was going to say it yeah, may it be, be the both. exact same thing. It yeah. may be a disaster an amazing disaster. I just know, Jake, I love you and you've been great with us, so I don't want to censor your passion. Thank you. It'll be great, man. You'll you'll want it bad. You'll be like, I don't even want to host this show anymore. It's yours. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm wow. from the future. Gee, I happens. haven't been saying that for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you took the words right out of my history. <laughs> no, we're going to have fun. It'll be cool. And, uh, and regardless, Geekscapist, I will not abandon you. D- you know They're, they're setting me a set in a city where our managing editor of our own website lives, so Derek, uh, who you guys hear every week on the Geekscape Games podcast, is going to be with me doing a podcast, and maybe I'll pull some other people from Vancouver. Yeah, uh, bring them in. Yeah, I just signed a giant non-disclosure like Ooh. social media. So form what can you tell us the... already then? No, I, I mean I, like I don't even know how I can tell you the show that I'm on, but like no, maybe I can. I don't care, but no. uh, I, I do care. But I'll, after the fact, you guys will definitely know. Uh, some of you guys already do know, but um, but I just know that I signed the form, so like I don't, I don't know. Anybody, I'll ask the producers when I'm there they I'll be like, hey, you. can I borrow one of those stars and do a podcast with? Them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know I'll try different shit it, You know, whatever But you guys will not I will try. You will not go four weeks without a Keekscape That is unheard of in the history of this podcast You it's guys true. have gone maybe Maybe you've gone two weeks without a podcast But come on guys, my life isn't that great That I go <laughs> fucking a month without giving you guys a podcast Again, it's my own necessity to give you guys a podcast uh, just like it is my, get, uh, my my necessity to bring you guys cool shit, and this this documentary, The Toy Masters, is one of the cool things that I want you guys to 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 really celebrate. And that means that no matter what a Roger or Corey need in making this movie available, we're going to do it. And uh, I love this movie. It's really awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much,
3: man. That's, yeah. uh, that's really kind of you. And by the way, we made this movie because we feel the same way you do about He-Man. You right. know? Yeah. It, it's, it's something we loved. It was our childhood, and we wanted to celebrate it, you
0: know? Yeah. So, did, well, did it well. uh, uh, one note on that um, I, there's an article up on geekscape.net right now uh, that is a very personal article and I love that it's doing amazing on Reddit right now it's about uh, our love for personal things and I wrote it in like uh, because Mario turned 30, officially mm-hmm. 30 last weekend yeah. and I was like oh yeah and I remembered I'm thinking about my relationship with Mario which I still pour money into right. and I said you know what I remembered a moment when I was when my parents got divorced and I had a Mario doll and I kept it with me for a year and so I wrote an article about how Mario got me through the first most difficult part of my life yeah. as a kid. Right. And it kind of celebrates these lifelong relationships that we have with fictional characters totally. and how important it is because it gives stability in an unstable world to us as we grow right. up. And they also teach us morals and values and things. So as we talk to the guys who love He-Man and grew up with He-Man, right. I wrote a piece about Mario that is now up on the website. And uh, and I think that's what we do here at Geekscape. We, you know, It's not that we don't want to grow up It's that we don't have to give those things up in growing up. Does that make sense? Yeah. We got so serious on Geekscape. Be childlike, not childish. (laughs) So listen, in closing, read that article. (laughs) Uh, Follow the Toy Masters on Twitter. What is it?
1: Uh, At Toy Masters Movie. We also have a um, Facebook Facebook page. If you just look for Toy Masters, you'll see us. And that's where you can find sort of most of the news that we keep up with. We put clips and pictures and
0: whatever. Because Corey and Roger made a great movie and Will and I saw it. And uh, we want you guys to see it. So uh, you'll, if there's more news and, and stuff, they will be in Austin, Texas, in two weeks for uh, Mondo Fest or MondoCon. Yeah. MondoCon and uh, and screening there if you're in Austin. And so we want you guys to see the movie. Uh, Geekscape will keep pushing them. We love you guys, and I won't be here next week, but we will be here if you catch my drift. Uh, for Jake and Will here at T Radio V, we'll see you guys next week. We'll hear you'll hear me next week. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Geekscape out. Thank you.